You're listening to the Heal Better Fast podcast, dedicated to bridging the gap between alternative healthcare and mainstream medicine in utilizing everything good to help you feel great. We're glad you tuned in. Now here's your host, Dr. Michael Pound. So I want to come clean today on the show and talk about a failure, or I guess a few failures in my practice. So this is going to be a little different than our normal interviews in the sense that this person I'm interviewing is actually helping me with some things that I have not been able to accomplish in practice alone. Now I'm talking about some patients who have gone through treatment with me and maybe have had temporary relief, but not complete and full lasting relief. And with these small percentage of people who I wasn't able to fix completely, I decided to form a team, an integrated team of other healthcare professionals who could help these people in areas that I didn't maybe didn't have time or experience in helping with chronic pain. And so we sent out a survey, we gathered a bunch of data, and accepted about 28 people into our chronic low back pain program. And this program was kind of an all-inclusive program tailored to helping people be able to manage their pain at home with home care and special different techniques in getting a bunch of different eyes looking at it from different angles and able to help people heal better fast. So I'm really honored to have today's guest, Raquel Otis, on the show today, who's our yoga instructor for our Integrative Chronic Pain Program, to talk a little bit about what she does, what she specializes in, and how she was able to help this core group of people. So I welcome to the show today, Raquel Otis. Good morning, and welcome to the show today, Raquel. Hi, good morning, Dr. Mike. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about today. We've, we've, we've been working together for a little while, and so I want to cover that. But before we get into that, I want to talk a little bit about how you got into what you do today. So let's start with, I guess, a personal story, a personal journey. How is it that you became involved in helping people heal? Well, it really started with a different type of understanding and a different type of really appreciation for what the term chronic or persistent pain means. And you know, I've been a yoga instructor for some time, but it wasn't really until after I was in an ATV accident um, some years ago where I seriously injured my, my neck and my shoulder and an injury that really should have taken maybe 10 to 12 months to heal wasn't healing. And, you know, one year of living in pain just seems a little, a little unreasonable when you're pretty active and you have two little kids. Um, when you and your husband love and enjoy camping and hiking. Um, and you know, I, I thought, well, as a yoga instructor, I, you know, I know a little bit about the body and healing. I'm sure I won't take a year to heal. And the year came and went, and then another year came and went. Several years, right, go by, and during this time, I'm living in this really un- unbearable version of myself, um, and, and I just thought, how is it possible that, you know, something that I was told by a medical professional or a couple of different medical professionals, um, could have taken such a bad turn. You know, I haven't done anything to truly grossly re-injure my neck. Um, so what's going on? And, um, finally, basically what I, what I had to do, I just, I had to get to a point where even though I was 
along the way trying different things, different techniques, different modalities to address my healing um, outside of yoga, you know, whether it was acupuncture, different type of, you know, a different type of chiropractor, what have you. Um, I really wouldn't get lasting relief. And, you know, when five years go, go by and you have young children, that's a really long time. And I, I would have some quote unquote good days. And it was during a, a good day episode where my son, he um, is really active. He's a wrestler. He, I mean, he's just a boy's boy. He came up from behind as I was folding laundry on the couch and he gave me a, a big old hug, a bear hug. Um, and my neck felt like, like a bobblehead, like it was about to break off. And, you know, I started crying and he was so devastated that he caused me pain. And um, there was something in that moment, Dr. Mike, where I just knew um, just on a really deep personal level that I had, I had to change something, something had to give because I just didn't want to ever be in a position where my children were affectionate to me and I couldn't receive that. Um, so, you know, if, if you go back a bit, um, I was a research and tech analyst years ago. So I just, you know, got my research hat on. I started investigating, you know, just alternative methods to healing from chronic pain. And I just started coming across things just with a different lens. And it really also helped me understand what it is that I'm saying and what it is I'm doing when I'm teaching, um, that could fundamentally help improve someone else's relationship with themselves and also their relationship with maybe their children or their spouse. So I, I ultimately became pain free. Um, it definitely was a journey. I didn't do it alone, but I really do feel that I, I became a much more um, stronger and better advocate for myself in my healing in order to get to this place. And that is what ultimately intrigued me about the possibility of connecting with, you know, people who live in chronic or persistent pain to think outside the pillbox, to, to try different things again with a new lens and with maybe a new intention to see if, you know, there can be an improvement in the quality of their life. If they can just start to feel good again. So. Yeah, and and it's funny because you and I haven't talked about how this this particular story, but I have probably about oh, this was this was uh, last month, and I had about six or seven women who were having kind of similar, like uh, a couple of them had shoulder pain, some of them had neck pain, some of them had headaches. And typically I don't x-ray everyone unless an x-ray is necessary. And so these with these women, things weren't making sense or the pain was lasting a long time. And we ended up doing x-rays on them. And the, the interesting thing was I had one who had a shoulder problem or shoulder pain who had, an, had, had an MRI and told them, 
they had a rotator cuff tear. And I, for some reason, I thought, okay, this seems like it's coming from the neck. And sure enough, every one of these women, when we x-rayed their neck, had text neck, you know, this, this, mm-hmm. it looked like degeneration and reverse curve and, you know, disc bulge areas where, where it looked like the neck of someone who's like, you know, 70 years old. And, and they were all young and they had, and, and the common thread, I didn't go out to find this, but the common thread was, is that they were all moms. They, they all had kids. Interestingly enough, when we started treating the neck, the, the pain went away, whether it was in the shoulder, whether it was the headache. And so I came up with what, what I called as mommy neck. I'll get into some detail why, which is, you know, for be, even before the cell phone existed, mothers were looking down at their children. And so they were looking down and a lot of these women don't, don't text. They just, that's something they don't do. And so here I think you're dealing with someone who's looking down most of the time and these little people who hang from their necks <laughs> and they'll get hop in bed or and, and, or, and yeah. right. And they'll, they'll, there'll be an elbow or a knee or a leg into the neck. <laughs> and so, and so the, just this, the, these issues does cause wear and tear. It came to me that there could be these other things that are that have existed for a long time even before blaming the tech that that's causing these problems but the bottom line is like you said they were looking for answers because they had this chronic pain that maybe they thought was normal or not normal but they knew it wasn't normal but they just had to deal with and so they're finding ways to deal with it and i'm sure i mean it sounds like your journey was similar where you just had you know you were wondering if you had to live with this the rest of your life yeah and as a matter of fact i i had a couple different specialist tell me that that is that was ultimately what what my outlook was that I would live with you know be living with chronic neck pain and that basically a you know 800 or 1600 milligram prescription of you know something like ibuprofen or some type of opioid was really the only solution that they could they could offer um and it's interesting one of the one of the specialists that I had seen who told me, you know, basically his opinion um, when I asked him about either yoga or some type of integrative approach, he, he really did nothing short of giggle at me. I mean, he just was like, well, there really isn't enough research out there supporting it. And I, I just kind of looked at him like, what research are you looking at? Right. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, anyway, I, I think that Fundamentally, it just was a, a question of you know, kind of getting back to your to your um, mommy neck and you know that epiphany that you had. You know, sometimes when you live, well, oftentimes when you're living in chronic pain, you're you're looking for help, right? You're you're trying to find the right doctor, the best doctor, the therapist, the you know, the specialist, and. And you're doing those things, and and sometimes, unfortunately, they're really not the right fit, or their maybe their bedside manner isn't really appropriate, and maybe their even their education isn't right. You know, I was I was seeing a chiropractor for quite some time during all of this, and actually, I ended up going to see somebody else because my daughter was injured, and a different chiropractor actually targeted my shoulder, and. It was profoundly healing. It was in in just a couple of, of treatments, you know, in terms of adjusting my shoulder, which my other chiropractor had never done. Um, it was like 
I had done things personally. I just never gave up. I just had done things personally that I never really like got to the mountaintop, you know, like I never, I was never able to get to this, to the summit. And I finally felt that, you know, some of the things that I was doing, you know, the yoga, the mount method, and now, you know, this new player on my team, I felt like, okay, now I've, I've, I have all the pieces to this pain puzzle. Um, so that was really, really amazing. Again, you know, getting back to your mommy neck, it wasn't just my neck. It was actually something going on in my shoulder, yet none of the specialists or the other chiropractor even ever addressed that. Um, and, you know, I had scar tissue in my shoulder. I was, even though I'm a yoga instructor, I was, um, had already developed frozen shoulders. I'm sure that was because it was never, it was never properly diagnosed. Yeah. It's interesting how everything's connected, right? <laughs> I mean, you're not just oh. a diagnosis of neck pain or a diagnosis of shoulder pain, but they're, somehow they're, they can be interconnected and that's okay. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I think it is um, just such an error to look at a symptom and think that the solution is going to lie only in symptoms. What sets you apart from maybe other yoga instructors or with the method that you use and kind of how did, how's that developed? Sure. So I, I am certified in, in yoga. I also am certified in the melt method, um, which really quite simply is a self-care technique that allows you to hydrate the connective tissue or, or the fascia in a really um, painless way. Um, what I found really just so so intriguing about the melt, the melt method was the ability for me to do it on my own, you know, without having to, you know, go to someone's office or go to the doctor. There was, there was something that I can do on my own that I could, you know, if I had just a few minutes or if I had, you know, a half an hour or even an hour, your time to, to take care of yourself or practice self-care can change on any given day. But the Melt Method really gave me a different view of what it is that I'm taking care of, you know, and, and as somebody who considers herself healthy and, and you know, slightly knowledgeable on, on how to have a healthy body, um, this whole notion of, of taking care and supporting your, your fascia, your connective tissue, as well as your parasympathetic nervous system, that really was such an, it, it, it was just a game changer for me. Um, it, it really started to help me understand that there's more to your health than just going to the gym, working out getting on a treadmill, you know, running a few miles, eating good. Like there's just this softer level, this softer um, approach that really kind of is like a brain hack, right? Like it's, it's the way I see it is, you know, I'm trying to integrate, you know, yoga, which is, you know, this 5,000 year old practice um, along with a more um, scientific approach to, you know, this or these sheets, the fascia, to to hydrate the connective tissue in order to really integrate this whole healing approach to getting out of pain. Um, and I think that's really where the movement is um, really important, that there's more to healing and feeling good and being healthy than just movement, right? There's, there's also what it is that you're doing with your mouth, whether it's what you're eating or eating what you're saying. Um, so 
so, you know, I also, when I work with clients, one of the things that I strongly recommend is that they do a food um, sensitivity test. And, you know, why would a yoga instructor care <laughs> for, their, for their clients to do that? And I really have found, you know, in my research and my own experience, um, how we feel our body is going to greatly influence the success we have in how we take care of ourselves in other ways, whether it's exercise, you know, stretching, movement, yoga, whatever, you know, you want to call it. Um, and so that information can help just empower them. You know, they can, they can really start looking at their healing and at their health just with more awareness, even more education about themselves and just be better, better aligned to, to move forward in a direction that they're going to change their lives. Um, so that's something that I do. I don't focus on dieting, um, but I do focus on eating um, foods that are, you know, anti have anti-inflammatory you know, properties to them. Um, and I also start to encourage them to think um, outside of the pillbox, you know, and thinking is kind of the, the main the main term. I'm I'm really encouraging people to look at pain differently. Um, to identify maybe, you know, how the brain is changing and capable of, 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 of changing, um, just being malleable. And oftentimes it's just so eye-opening to, to people to think, oh, I thought it was just me. Like I thought, you know, you know, getting so moody and, you know, like feeling this way and, and, you know, living with this pain for so long was just, was just, you know, like, no. Like, this is pretty symptomatic of people who live with chronic pain. Like, your brain literally starts to change. So, what are, is it possible for us to change it in a healthier way, in a way that better supports us with, you know, more positive thoughts or beliefs or, you know, and all of those things can help us improve our, our actions. I, I came across one of your blog articles, Jedi Mind Tricks, Confidence in Improving Your Health. And I, I wonder if you could share a couple of those tricks with our listeners that they can use to maybe improve their health. So, you're... Um, I, I think ultimately what what I'm what I'm trying to accomplish is is talking with you know different individuals and also just utilizing like my background on my and I don't mean background in terms of like profession but I think really just understanding like what it is that we can do every day that just brings us a little bit of success. Um, and I, I think that's really kind of one of the things that I have tried to um, share and, you know, just get people to better understand that when um, when you're living with, with pain, your, your, your confidence starts to decline and, you know, you're not sleeping very well. Maybe you're starting to gain some weight and, and, Ultimately, I think what we need to do is really identify things that are going to better support us. And that's, that's really what, what I meant by, you know, just having these, you know, Jedi mind tricks to, to, you know, not trigger things, to better pace yourself, to better align yourself with, um, with people, you know, specialists, things that are going to really like change the quality of your life. Uh, as I mentioned before on the show, this group of, of some chronic uh, low back pain patients who have been living with pain for quite a while and were interested in getting out of pain and improving their quality of life. A lot of them have tried 
multiple different modalities and hadn't had success with them or maybe temporary success. But we're looking to not just have that temporary win, but have be able to function on a daily basis without pain. You and I were introduced to hopefully work together in helping these people. And so we've been working with some of these chronic pain patients and helping them to improve their life. And can you talk a little bit about how that's been going? Sure. I think, um, well, I think first and foremost, one of the things that I've noticed is that, you know, the majority of them are suffering from low back pain, you know, as as we know. And one of the things that I have really, really been, been trying to, um, get the word out ultimately is what, what is it that you're doing that's, that's contributing to your pain on a daily basis and identifying how, whether it is your body mechanics, you're sitting at the computer, you're, you're working at the computer, you're, you're using your cell phone, you're using your device. How are you, uh, how are you just really creating a stronger foundation to stay in pain. And one of the things that I've noticed in, in talking and working with, with these individuals is that a disproportionate number of them are sitting because of work, because of their commute. Um, and what I'm trying to do is help them understand how, you know, certain actions, certain behaviors can either contribute to the state that you're in that's, you know, pain or can contribute to, you know, kind of undoing that. Um, and I think what's interesting and I think what's worth noting in my background is, you know, I was an econ major in college, you know, we, as humans, we have been genetically designed to move, right. As hunter and gatherers. And we, I mean, we really are set up our, our DNA to set up to, to, to move. And within the last just a couple hundred of years with the industrial revolution and what have you with technological advances in, in just the last couple hundred years, our productivity has changed and we are required, the vast majority of us, to sit on our butts. And before you might be injured, even let's just say our grandparents, if they were injured and maybe if they were lucky enough to you know, get to a doctor, um, maybe they took some aspirin or something, then they went to work and, but guess what? They were moving, right? They were doing something that required much more um, labor than, than what we're doing now. And now we're just required mostly to sit and be productive on our computer. So I think there's a direct correlation with our body and what we're doing every day um, and how much sitting is taking place. And, the pain that we're experiencing. So I'm trying to help people understand that, see that correlation, and at the same time, move gently in a way that's going to not trigger pain or, you know, cause some kind of relapse in the hope that their brain and their body can really start to trust that their movements can support them and can make them feel good. And ultimately, you know, put it down as a little check mark in their brain, like, oh, I, I did this and I was successful at moving, you know, coming into, you know, a better pose with better posture and more breathing awareness. And there was a direct correlation with feeling better. Um, so that's one of the things that I'm, I'm really noticing again, just, you know, that the lack of movement 
can in and of itself, you know, that doing nothing can actually be doing something and that something can be pretty harmful. I think my, my, the difference, you know, what differentiates me is the belief, you know, the strong belief that I see individuals as incredibly powerful beings with the capacity to heal on a level that I think is um, grossly underestimated. And I, I, I just find that when I work with individuals and I introduce them to the MELT method and talk just a tiny bit about their fascia, their connective tissue, and introduce them to just a few of the asanas, or, you know, that, you know, with the poses that we refer, refer to as poses, or even, you know, the breathing awareness and focusing on, on balance and stability, um, you know, where other people in the program might be focusing on, on their strength or, or other aspects of, of their body and their health. Um, I think that's what differentiates me. I think that there's, there's, there's a gentleness. I, I, I don't think that it's always, you know, no pain, no gain. Um, I, I think, you know, no pain, no pain, right? Like I yep, think that yep. there's just a, um, a healthier, um, gentler, peaceful way that, we can, you know, welcome healing and it doesn't always have to require, you know, blood, sweat and tears. Is it something that you incorporate into your family life? Do the kids get involved? Is it, is it something that everyone's on board with? How, how does that work at home? Well, you know, it's funny that you say that because I have two teenagers and um, for, you know, anybody who has two teens might know, like um, I might suggest something but oftentimes it's like, oh, mom, you know, <laughs> but what's interesting when I have, you know, both of my kids are very athletic. They, they play water polo year round. You know, they, you know, sustain some injuries now and again, their friends do. And then they'll say, oh, you, you really need to talk to my mom. You know, she'll show you, you know, she'll show you how to melt or, you know, she'll show you a pose to help your lower back, that kind of thing. But, you know, do we wake up every morning and, you know, meditate and, and you know, practice sun salutations? No. But overall, they, they, there is a, an awareness that, you know, we tend to move a little bit differently. You know, sometimes I know something's happening because if they are injured, I'll see Tristan, he'll go and he'll get a melt roller. He'll get a melt ball or, you know, I'll see Trinity doing, you know, some step, my daughter Trinity. Um, or my husband, he's the plantar fasciitis in the bottom of his foot will start acting up and he'll be like, oh man, I think, I think I know what I need to do. So, um, yeah, I hope that answers your question. No, it does. I, it's funny because we have this extra room in our house and we were trying to decide what to do with it. First, yeah. we're going to make it a workout room or an exercise room. And then I, I, I went out to Duke University in February and I came back and I said, we need a mindfulness room. And my wife's like, that's a great <laughs> idea. You know, and it's just somewhere to go kind of go and be quiet and, and for the kids to be quiet and, and, kind of practice that because it takes practice practice you know I've, I've noticed at least that's something that i've learned yeah so, it does it, it takes it takes practice for sure and it's, it's funny you say that because i think when it comes to you know addressing pain you know one of one of the things that i've noticed is you know sometimes people will say well i'm doing this i'm, you know, I'm exercising i'm eating right and you know they're so frustrated and they feel so disappointed because they still have pain in their low back or they still have pain in their neck and they're they just you know, you know, we start to talk about, you know, some of the um, additional things that they might want to incorporate. And, and oftentimes there's so much resistance to mindfulness, like, oh, but I don't want to, you know, I, I, 
I'll do anything, but I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and it's oftentimes right, right, right. those people with those A-type personalities who like, oh, oh, oh I can't do that. You know, there's, there's just no way. But, you know, so I think, you know, when, when it comes to pain, pain management, one of the key things is to just be open, just be open to the possibility of what you might encounter by, by trying something that you haven't been doing because you haven't been doing it and it hasn't been, you haven't been getting any results or, very profound results with what you have been doing. So why not be open to the possibility of trying something that, that a lot of research is, is supporting and saying works. But yeah. I think, I think it's all, all about, you know, it's not just being cookie cutter. It's, it's finding a comprehensive plan to help people. And, and like you said, it, sometimes it requires a little bit of open-mindedness, but uh, ultimately, you know, hopefully being able, able to deliver the product, which is, uh, conquering chronic pain. So you and I could talk about this all day, but I'm just happy to have someone like you on the team helping my patients heal better fast. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited and happy to be on the team and, and really, really just grateful that, that you asked me to be a part of it. So if people want to learn more about what you do or possibly be involved with what you've got going on and get help with their chronic pain, where do they find you? They can just find me on my website. Um, that is RaquelOtis.com, R-A-Q-U-E-L-O-T-I-S, Otis like the elevator. Thanks for listening to the Heal Better Fast podcast at www.HealBetterFast.com. Oh.